righty. Welcome back to a podcast that has been off the air for a little while. Uh, our favorite hills to die on. The podcast that is back on their Madden bullshit has been playing just an insane amount of Madden. And watching the mayhem play out in real life. Just absolute mayhem lately in sport world and the regular world, as always, of course. Yeah, that really implies that I have been paying attention anything have not should be a fun podcast as always uh, i think we're going to start with the big news up here in the pack and dub russell wilson potentially traded to the denver broncos for drew Locke and like 17 draft picks <laughs> and noah fant poor noah fant <laughs> saw a pretty funny post it's like noah fant luckily gets to still have drew Locke as his quarterback poor guy if Russell Wilson accepts the trade, what well, we're still pending a physical and he has to do it. I think he'll do it. He wants out of uh, Seattle. No, he, he picked Denver. He got to pick where he wanted to go. So as long as he passes the physical, which is obviously going to be the, the sketchiest part because that guy's not in shape at all. And he doesn't spend a million dollars a year on tra- personal trainers. But Maybe the real conspiracy all along is that he has never passed a single physical with the Seahawks. <laughs> and that's what they kept over his head. For so long. I love a good conspiracy. Well, the second intro to this podcast was going to be the podcast that has been watching a lot of World War II documentaries. So obviously, I also enjoy a good conspiracy. <laughs> World War II. Do you have any uh, lines to draw to the current crisis in Ukraine right now? Oh, we see. We have to go. Jesus. I mean, yes. <laughs> or the re- yes. Okay. Last we're gonna time go. we spoke, you were like, oh, Ukraine doesn't matter. Okay. If we're really going to do this. So the reason Russia invaded Ukraine is because Ukraine is really the last border between Russia and the NATO. Which NATO came about after World War II. Russia and Poland, or Russia, I'm sorry, Russia and Ukraine, well, Ukraine was a part of the USSR, but like Russia had the Warsaw Pact. Ukraine was a part of the USSR. Ukraine leaves the USSR, but kind of still has like a Russia leaning or like, you know, essentially Russian puppets. So Russia doesn't have to worry about the West trying to invade. But now Zelensky is a big pro-Western guy. And so if the Ukraine joins NATO, then if Russia ever wants to invade Ukraine, like it did with Crimea, well, then you just triggered article five of nato and you get the full force of the western world which i mean russia's getting demolished by a bunch of ukrainian civilians right now like imagine if it was russia versus the united states and france and germany's finally on the right side in britain so there you go an extremely brief history of thousands of years of ethnic conflicts i thought i was going to hear conspiracy in there though Oh, that Vladimir Putin has um, Parkinson's? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that's why he did it. He has Parkinson's. He doesn't know what's going on. That's, that's pretty far-fetched. Parkinson's addles the brain. It's allegedly why Robin Williams killed himself. Is it possible that Putin's doing this just because he's a maniac? It may be possible that Putin underestimated just a smidge just a, just a, just a hint uh he underestimated the retaliation that he would get from ukraine and he also underestimated the extent to which the entire world would be against him 
Like, even China is like, Vladdy, my guy. Maybe, mm-hmm. m- maybe let's not. Well, as soon as the Olympics owner over China is going to invade Taiwan, so they're kind of. I'm sure um, they're not very impressed with Russia right now, but um, they're like kind of tied to Russia. They need Russia, and Russia definitely needs them because Russia is super screwed if if China backs out on them. But I'm, I'm sorry, sure I, China I wanna... gave Russia like the assurance that they're going to pr- help protect them. But Russia's kind of. I want to like, I want to clarify one point. This is this is a podcast that recognizes Taiwan as the true China. Not whatever bullshit is going on in the mainland. Yeah, I I, don't, I agree with that. I'm just See, saying I, that Taiwan's about to get majorly. That one's actually going to be pretty sketchy though, because people, not to be mean to Ukraine, but people care about Taiwan a lot, and it's like a really strategic point. And there's a lot of, I mean, Ukraine is really rich in resources and everything too, but Taiwan is a essential part of a lot of things that go over in the East. So it'll be interesting to see people's response to China, who's a little bit more impressive than Russia in their military and other might. So that's going to be a, that's going to be a fun time. I think. Uh, I have to strong disagree. I actually don't think China's military, China's military doesn't scare me. I also don't think China is going to invade Taiwan. I think China, China likes to be in the position where it claims that Taiwan is a part of China and always threaten to invade, but not actually invade. I also disagree that they have like a deal that China, like I agree that China like won't get involved with Russia, but I also think that China, if they see the wind blowing in the right direction, will start being a little bit more Western. I think China realizes that it can, it can get by without Russia and it might actually be better for China if Russia was no longer a global superpower. Like more than their necessary, like obviously there's other, I mean, China has an impressive military, but not compared to the United States, just the amount of technology and scale that the United States has specifically in like the Navy. China doesn't necessarily match up there, but they also have like 1.4 billion people. (laughs) I'm sorry. How did China do in World War II? How did China do in World War II, Lucas? You want to remind me on that one? Um, well, they still hold that against Japan, who is also going to be in danger here pretty soon if the, all that kind of starts happening. So I'm just um, I'm just saying, like I don't like so- when we talk about like size of military, like don't just give me body numbers because like bodies mean nothing. Like when Hitler invaded Poland, like Poland had a shit ton of bodies, had a shit ton of people, but it was an absolute garbage army. I'm just saying, like the Chinese military hasn't really been involved in like a conflict in the way say the Ukrainian military has, or like the United States military. Like, I honestly think part of the reason why the Soviets are sucking so bad is that they haven't like, (laughs) yes, the Soviets (laughs) listen, what do you think? What do you think Putin's trying to do? The Soviets, Russia, the Beatles have a song about this. Something about the USSR. Yeah. That enough. I don't know. Anyhow. I just think you have to have experience. Anyhow, people this is in the this Pacific... is a rabbit hole topic. I think if you yeah, I know short today. <laughs> I, yeah, I did say we that, have a lot I? of quarterbacks to talk about. We have one more. We're talking about uh, Russell Wilson. I don't know why any Seahawks fans are surprised that he left. Like this writing has been on the wall for like three years. The Seahawks are going to suck because Drew Locke sucks. Um, Russell, I don't think is going to do that well in Denver. I think that's kind of the end of it. 
Russell's going to be great in Denver. They have so many wide receivers and running backs and draft picks and offensive linemen. He's going to love it there. And the thin air, he's, his, his deep ball is going to be even more impressive in Denver somehow. He's always had a very beautiful deep ball. But um, Aaron Rodgers, obviously, I don't really know if he signed his contract or not because, like, everybody's like, yeah, he signed this contract. And then on Twitter, because then, like, right after that, Russell Wilson's like, guess what? I'm getting traded. And then Aaron Rodgers is like, hold up here. I was supposed to have my moment in the spotlight. And he just tweeted out. He's like, yeah, I haven't signed anything yet. You guys are crazy. And then I haven't heard anything about it. So I don't really know. I'm, I feel like he's definitely staying in um, in Green Bay, obviously. And they're going to franchise tag uh, Devontae Adams, but I don't really know if it's actually like 200 million. I'm sure it is, and he's just being a dick like he normally is. But um... I, I do not get that contract. Aaron Rodgers is what 38, 39, and the the MVP, the reigning MVP. Yeah, I don't know. Their, Four years. Their backup of... is Jordan Love. So listen, that's <laughs> on them. That's on them. Okay. Draft better. <laughs> I think both of us were like, mm, that's an interesting pick when it happened. But I, I don't know. Do you really see Aaron Rodgers? Well, okay. Let's go back a step. Step back a second. Reigning MVP still can't do anything in the playoffs. So are is that yeah. what you're going to do? You're going to pay him $200 million to not get you anywhere? I mean, Tom Brady has, like, more NFC championship wins Oops. than some guy. Some guy from Tampa, some guy from uh, California has more NFC championship wins than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, it's all hearsay, but uh, that's okay. That's actually not the <laughs> definition of hearsay. <laughs> I think it's the exact definition of hearsay. All right. What actually? Hold on. What is the definition of hearsay, Lucas? Well, there's a conspiracy theory that there's some guy named Tom Brady, um, but it's just kind of word of mouth on the streets. Like I've never actually seen the guy, or like I don't. I don't think he actually exists. I think he was just put here on this earth, part of the simulation to terrorize my life for the last like 18 years. Um, so hearsay is on the streets. I've heard people have said that he exists, but I haven't actually seen physical proof. So I disagree. That, that is like weirdly a pretty close definition to hearsay, <laughs> which is defined as an out of, out of court statement used for the truth of the matter asserted. Uh, some of us did have to take the bar over the summer and hearsay has a bunch of exceptions. <sighs> Yeah. Speaking of speaking of legal eagles, I have a basketball question I'm going to bring up later here that I would like your opinion on. But before we do that, there's two more quarterbacks we have to talk about. I'm sure you heard that Carson Wentz got traded. Oh, what? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And... What? Yes. <laughs> so that's interesting. Um, Good on the Colts. So it was a, also an interesting post I saw is like the draft capital that has been given up for Carson Wentz over the course of his career. He's like three first round picks, three second round picks, a couple third round picks and a couple fourth round picks. And it's like insane. He's like, I'm, we're pretty sure he's the most draft capital of any player in the NFL's history has been given up for Carson Wentz. You know, I want to say one thing on the Colts, what they did right. And I think you know this, which is a lot of teams buy in to the sunken cost fallacy. The Colts absolutely did not do that. They had what, like two years with Carson Wentz was like, those were horrible. You're not getting better. One year. Yet one year. Yeah. Listen. Okay. Listen. <laughs> I don't listen. All right. My world is wild. They saw enough at the end of the season. They're like, holy crap. This guy well, can't well, win. And like, well, that's what I'm saying situations. is most teams 
you know that most teams that they gave up that much long. for like too long, Packers. and they, yeah, yeah, you know they, <laughs> but they do. They hang on, and they're like, we gave up too much not to get rid of them. And the Colts are like, no, Carson Wentz, you actually suck. Have fun in Washington. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Have you uh, have you been keeping up with Kyler Murray? Um, only your desperate texts about how he's deleted everything from his Instagram. Yeah, I'm kind of over Kyler Murray. I kind of hope they trade him now, honestly. Um, but because he's asking for like a ridiculous contract, he's been really good and he's been really bad. He hasn't shown the ability to like really lead. He hasn't proven that he can win in the second half of the season and he always gets hurt, which is a huge issue, obviously. That's it doesn't really matter if you're. 10 and 0 if you barely make the playoffs and then just get trounced in the first round. So I don't know. I'm not really like super sold on him. And then he's being kind of a weenie like three years in hasn't really proved anything other than the fact that he has potential, which everybody knew. And he's like, yeah, I need to be paid like a top quarterback in the league, which includes pretty much everybody is all the young, good quarterbacks right now have actually been impressive in the second half of the season, the playoffs and the Super Bowl. So I'm not really in favor of them giving him a huge contract. And especially seeing what was traded for Russell Wilson or um, Carson Wentz or just like anybody, any quarterback recently, like they could get so many draft picks out of them. Unfortunately, this year is a terrible quarterback draft year, but I don't know. And he wants to be paid before the draft, which is kind of dumb because they need to figure out like how to move their money around. And he's claiming that it's all to be a team player, but it's really the opposite of that in everybody's opinion. And the people here hate him now. I've never seen someone just go from like, you know, like people were iffy about Kyler Murray, but the the public opinion here in the the Basin area was that he's liked and we hope that he succeeds. And now everybody's like, dude, this guy sucks. (laughs) So, but getting a quarterback in the NFL is just, I mean, as Cardinals fans too, we haven't had very many good quarterbacks. So we're in a weird situation here where this guy kind of sucks, but what else is there? I don't know. I wish he would ask to be paid next year instead of this year. That would have been nice. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, I have no opinion. I think, you know, I watched, like, negative college football this year. So I'll take your word for the fact that there are no quarterbacks in the draft. Uh, Yeah, trade them. Why not? Get picks. You probably weren't going to win the NFC West this year anyways. So just take the L for another year. Wait for a better draft. Coming last this year. (laughs) Just imagine for a second. Imagine Drew Locke succeeding with the Seahawks. I think I would spontaneously combust. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like kind of like exactly what happened to an Arizona sports team is they have one or two (laughs) good years. Everybody gets really riled up and then like somehow we come in last again. And then it's just like, okay, at least we have the Suns. So. Hopefully they don't let us down. I feel like they're not going to. They're actually pretty well run right now. So, um, did you hear Khalil Mack got tra- traded today? I did. I saw that. I yeah, I saw that Chargers. whenever that happened. And I it, think I don't. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but word on the street is it's a second and sixth round pick. So they didn't really give up. And I actually really like this move for the Chargers because they just saw Russell Wilson get traded to their division. The quarterbacks in their division are just absolutely stacked right now. So what do they do? They're like, let's pair Khalil Mack with Joey Bosa. Uh, yeah, Joey Bosa. Yep. And just pretty much destroy offensive line. So it doesn't matter how good your quarterback is. And like most of the quarterbacks in their division are mobile, but not mobile, mobile, you know, they can run if they get out of the pocket. But if they get trapped in the pocket, 
Um, it's going to be interesting. So I really like that move, and I think the Chargers are a really fun team to watch. Um, I was just about to say that. The Chargers are a fun team, and honestly, I think 30% of it is their uniforms. Yeah, your uniforms are dope. <laughs> They're so sick. Like them and Miami's new uniforms are sick. The Chargers' new uniforms are sick. The Bengals' new uniforms are sick. I still wish the Bengals were all black in the Super Bowl. That would have been cool. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to watch. I was really bummed how their season ended this year. It was kind of a real bummer because, they, like I said, they were just fun to watch. But they're going to be fun to watch for a long time. They're a young team. Um, they got a good coach. They got a pretty good core to build around. Um, and just that division. I mean, you got to stay competitive in that division and just when you're at that level, the competitiveness of those guys, you know, that's just going to breed into the, into their organizations and make all those teams just a lot of fun to watch for the next five years. Um, how much have you been keeping up with the NBA at all? Oh, oh my God. Not at all. Absolutely not at all. Okay. So Ben Simmons got traded out of Philadelphia to the Nets and they traded James Harden. I, I, vague, I vaguely recall that. But so Ben Simmons was essentially got the yips and then surprisingly, just absolutely shocking, everybody in Philadelphia turned on him very quickly when it turns <laughs> out that he sucks. And he's essentially got all butt hurt and you know, the whole saga played out, and then he just sat out, and then he wasn't gonna play this year. They finally traded him. He hasn't come back yet, but I think tonight is the game that they're playing in Philly. And he's not gonna play, but he's gonna sit on the bench. But he's like straight up trying to like lure the Philly fans into being super mean to him because he has, this is what I want to get your opinion on. So he's about to sue the 76ers essentially because I guess, I don't know exactly what the legal terms for this are, but like they were mean to him and he felt unwanted. So he's trying to sue them for, I don't know what the like mental well-being or something. Well, they like created he, a, hostile an and, work in, yeah, a hostile, hostile work, work environment. environment. That's what he's going to try to sue them for, like, his wages, so, like $20 million. If they're mean to him tonight, he's essentially going to get $20 million, which is hilarious. And it's kind of crazy to think that he might actually win that case. And I don't well, really hold know on, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna what pull the you precedent back is for that. I'm going to yeah. pull you back for a second. So when we talk about, like, winning cases, I don't like that term. Because, one, I'm defense counsel, so we never, quote-unquote, win. Two, most lawsuits, like, you sue – knowing you're probably going to settle. So like when we talk about like winning the case, that means, okay, you went to trial, the judge or jury found the 76ers liable, and then they issued some damages. That's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is Ben Simmons is going to sue. The 76ers are going to try to dismiss the lawsuit. Uh, I don't really see it being dismissed. So it doesn't get dismissed. And then what happens is Ben Simmons lawyers and the 76ers lawyers, they get together and they, they will negotiate a settlement and that, that will happen. I don't I know if you call that. Like, I, I understand that process and um, I'm sure that's how it will probably turn out, but it's just like crazy to me that this guy's such a weenie that he's literally going to sue the team because people are mean to him because he sucks. No, He's you know a professional what? Athlete getting paid like hundreds of millions of dollars, and he can't handle the heckling, and now he's gonna make money off of that. So I don't know. I'm it's actually, just like wild to me. I'm actually gonna disagree with you on that one. So there's another theory in the law, which is called like, uh, bad facts makes bad law, and I kind of see this might be a case in which like the facts aren't the most favorable to Ben Simmons. Maybe he does look like a weenie, but I think the idea of like a professional sports team 
creating a hostile work environment for their players and then kind of presenting it to the media as like, oh, look at this guy. He wants to leave. And so you do get the media and the fans against this player when in actuality it's the complete opposite. And it really is the team that is like causing all of this like strife and turmoil with the players. I, I'm actually okay with that like kind of becoming an actionable like a cause of action like i think you know that i actually don't care how much professional players get made like get paid just because of how much money they actually bring in so like when you talk about it on like a comparative scale yes ben simmons made like hundreds of millions of dollars but like how much revenue did he bring in on top of that so i have no problem with players like i don't know Going I after, I don't think he's getting paid too much. I just want to clarify that. I'm just saying okay. it's like as a professional athlete, the ever since the Roman Coliseum, you're literally you're playing to the crowd and you're playing to either be a villain or to be a favorite. And the crowd, like that's part of being a professional athlete, is like people are going to remember your name because of what you do. And you have to play the crowd though. Like that's it's a a political game as much as it is a physical game. You know, if you're actually trying to be a a public figure in sports. And but I think there's crazy. a difference. There, I think there's a difference, though. I, I see what you're saying about, like, the villain to the public. And like I said earlier, I have not been following this at all. But I think there's a difference between just, like, a city in general not liking a player versus a team creating creating that environment for the player as a way to maybe get the player out of there. So I think the question, like, will turn to what like what did the 76ers do internally in regards to Ben Simmons like how much support did they give them and then what did they also do externally to kind of use the fans as their puppets to get Ben Simmons out of there yeah I don't know if you're I mean, we can, we can argue about this a little longer, but I don't know if you're really, like, trying to, because, I mean, even his team, everybody hates him. His teammates hated him. The organization gave him every opportunity to succeed, and he just, he got, like I say, he got the yips, and then he was just mentally soft, and then just totally broke, and then now he's just finally got out. He wanted to leave, and he literally stopped playing. Like, he just refused to play, so... I don't know. And obviously, there's a lot of stuff, like you mentioned, that happens behind the scenes that we're never really going to be privy to unless it becomes public knowledge in court which would be interesting to see what he has to say there but it's still just like to me i'm never no matter what you tell me i don't think that i'm ever really gonna sympathize with ben simmons at all because he's just being a bitch listen let's have sympathy for the young first and second year associates that are about to have to go through just hundreds of thousands of the (laughs) most irrelevant emails you've ever seen in your entire life uh, mad sympathy for them. I guess that's a big, big story of the day. MLB's back, and I don't like it. Oh my god, dude. They messed up so bad. The they were, book... like, not in a position at all to alienate anybody, and they, they just pissed everybody off, and it's like nobody obviously knows, like, who was really holding up the... It's all hearsay the owners. at this point. The owners were holding it up. Can I give you my and... hot take? Most people believe it's the owners, but um, and I, I would tend to be on that side just because, I mean, there's a reason that they own a sports team is because they've made a lot of money, and usually those people are businessmen who know how to hardline negotiate pretty well. So if we had to guess which side held it up, I would, it would be a safe guess, but it's still just like, it's so dumb, and 
baseball is like dying and then they pull this shit out of this and it's just like I mean then I mean as an Arizona fan the Dimebacks have just been so awful and I would have at least liked to see I mean like they did touch the luxury task a little bit just because like we're in a division that have the Giants and the Padres and specifically the Dodgers who are out here spending like three times as much money as we are we have like one bad contract on the books we're just screwed for four years they are like yeah, we'll just sign like everybody. Now they're trying to get Freddie Freeman, the Dodgers. I'm like, I you guys already have a first baseman. This doesn't make any freaking sense, man. But I guess the DH is going to be here this year, so that makes. I hate uh, that. Can, yeah, so I can know. I can I give you my hot take on this? Yeah, I think sorry. the players should have canceled the entire season. <laughs> no, listen, listen, <laughs> listen. No, no, I agree that you know baseball while we love it, is like America's third, maybe fourth sport at this point. And I think initially it would have been really bad for everyone if the players, like, I don't know, if they, like, can't started canceling the seasons. But I think in, from everything I saw, the players kept making more and more concessions and the owners didn't. And I think if that plays out for an entire year – I think society, or at least the sports world, is getting more player-friendly when it comes to interactions with owners. And I think if the players were willing to stick to their guns and be like, you guys are fucking us, and you want to fuck us, and you want to have all this media stuff and make you guys look like the good guys, no, you're the bad guys, and we're not going to take it anymore. And I think if they would have held out for an entire year I think people would have come around and started to support the baseball players. I tend to agree with that, but I also just don't think that's possible for 90% of the players that. Oh, I, I agree with that. I no, I agree. $50 million yes. in the bank. You know, a lot of them are literally eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on the road, trying to make it. It's just not plausible for their careers. Like it sucks the position that they're in, but um, I mean, just, historically owners are going to just anybody in charge of a business like that's going to try to take advantage of their employees. And that plays out in every field, not just sports, just sports. People tend to have less sympathy towards the employees, like you mentioned, because they get paid so much. But, and I do agree with you that people are starting to come around to the players just because of the gross amount of money that's involved in sports, especially now that gambling's becoming legal. But it's just like, woof. You, I'm already pissed because like, this is probably going to be my last spring living in arizona and they canceled spring training which is terrible for the economy and now i don't get to go to a bunch of really affordable baseball games because even the dimebacks have become almost unaffordable with how terrible they are they don't have any physical tickets anymore so you have to buy them online which means like they're never actually you can't just get tickets for like five bucks from someone you have to pay 25 dollars plus all the freaking fees on whatever website you buy them from so it's just like literally 100 bucks to go watch the dimebacks literally be pathetic and that's not tenable for me so i'm like excited for spring training because it's a lot more interactive smaller stadiums just a lot cheaper you know you can go to spring training game for like 20 bucks and have a couple food items and drinks and be like sitting in the grass in the outfield catch a couple home runs because they're just bombing it in spring training and it's just like they canceled that so everybody's super bummed about that and it's going to be terrible for the economy um so in a time that the economy's you know, this is going to be like the first year they're trying to recover after COVID. So it was just really bad timing too after COVID to have this happen because they've already canceled so many games the last couple of years. Um, I yeah, I, I agree. I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed about the universal VH. 
there is nothing more fun than watching a watching pitcher Madison bomb a homer. Bob Gardner hit nothing a more fun. Slam. You're and, uh, and I honestly think it's like it's part of strategy. I think your strategy yeah. is much different. A, if you have to, if you just have to hit your pitcher constantly because you're in the NL, or B, you know, you're in the World Series, you're an American League team. You want to talk about shitty pit, like hitters. At least yeah. NL pitchers get reps. AL pitchers are like, I haven't held a bat in ten years. Yeah, I'm gonna miss that. But um, on brighter news. LV free agency is officially on the clock and boy are there some sluggers out there. Did you, you see the list of people that are free agents right now? Do you th- Lucas? Carlos Correa, Freddie Freeman, Trevor Story, Clayton Kershaw, Chris Bryant, Nelson Cruz, Nick Castellanos, Carlos Rendon, Anthony Rizzo, Kenley Jansen, Zach Granke, I guess. This and that's just like the headliners in addition to everybody else. So this is gonna be and like everybody's gonna sign in the next week. So in addition to everything popping off in the NFL right now, that's going to be freaking wild. And then, like, pretty much, I guess there's – I don't know what spring training is going to look like, but their players have already reported just without the coaches. So Yeah, I saw, what, April 7th is the new opening day? Yeah. Yep. So that's going to be pretty pretty cool. Um going to be a, a real blast and then i think they did they table the international draft or did they figure something out with that no so they tabled it until uh, i want to say like Ju- no until like july 25th and it's essentially they either they either accept it or like they don't get their qualifying offers or something like that hmm. i read yeah. the headlines on my lunch i have no idea what's happening we had like yeah, five I didn't cases have, pop I didn't have off a chance yeah, I'd have a chance to like dive into what the the details were, but um, I'm just excited that it's kind of behind us. Hopefully now, so that's nice. But uh, do you have anything else? I have one more thing I'd like to talk about. Do you have any? Sure, else? go ahead. Go ahead. Go back. Going back to basketball and weak-minded individuals. Russell Westbrook. Have you been keeping up with that at all? Um, isn't his wife my hero? Isn't that isn't that what it no. is? No. Then no. <laughs> like so Russell Westbrook got traded to the Lakers and I was not super thrilled about that but now the Lakers are suck Russell Westbrook apparently doesn't know how to play offense so now everybody's like Lakers fans have turned on him and they call him Russell Westbrook and he's having a Ben Simmons moment where he's like really offended that people are calling him Russell Westbrook for literally just breaking layups and long twos and threes just like every game and he's turning the ball over like a crazy rate like he sucks this year He's really bad. And he says everybody's insulting him and his kids and his family name by calling him Russell Westbrook because it's going to like affect their um, like their future family name, essentially. And it's really funny. I don't know. It's just like the NBA players. <laughs> NBA, NBA, players NBA players might be. I mean, they are the most diva. They are. Yes. There's... <laughs> I mean, I guess he's probably been like pretty loved everywhere else he's gone, and now he's having like he hasn't, he hasn't. I don't know. It's just like really goofy, but I love it because obviously I hate the Lakers. So um, more chaos, the better. Well, I'm glad to hear the Lakers suck. I'm glad to hear that. Under 500 right now, but because of the NBA playoffs, like everybody gets in, so they're still in the playoff bubble where they're gonna have to do like a playoff. Well, they're like two games away from not being in the playoff bubble right now, but. 
if they do get into the playoff, the play-in thing, where they have, like, four teams playing, then they might get to play the Suns in the first round. And the Suns bounced them last year. I think the Suns bounced them again this year. That would just be glorious. Um, but, yeah, Russell Westbrook's kind of a bitch right now, too. I don't know. <laughs> he's literally dropped like I've I have like some of his shots are really bad like, I don't know how he doesn't find any complicit behavior in his own actions you know to why people might be calling him this heinous name <laughs> just generations Alrighty. of West Bricks to come yes yes alrighty uh, listen I'm impressed with us that we're only at like 35 minutes that's all, honestly all I have unless you want to talk about Brittany Griner and that fucked up situation for like five minutes <laughs> Jesus I don't even know what Christ. to think about that yet. Obviously, she's in a rough spot here, and that's a conspiracy. So I, Did she actually have it? Probably, but it's also pretty, no, no, probably not. That's what everyone's it's, saying. It's, it's a pretty good chance that she didn't, because it'd be really dumb to do that. Just especially because it's not like it's a lot of people made the point like it's legal everywhere here in the United States. So like, why would you even risk? bringing something like that on a plane unless you just like forgot about it but the other thing is like she's already been in in jail for like almost a month now and we just heard about it so the other reason like try to make a political statement on russia's side which makes a lot of sense well the Uh, other reason i don't think that she did it was obviously we don't need to get in too depth into how fucked up the WNBA is but for that russian team for years like this isn't like her first trip to russia yeah so i think she's pretty well aware of how her as a six foot nine black openly lesbian how she can or cannot act in russia the last thing i'll really say is i've seen things that are like there are really two paths forward for her one is just like the standard russian legal system you know she deals with her russian lawyer and kind of goes that way that's definitely one way this can be handled or the other way this gets handled is we start getting politicians involved. And oh, no. I'm She's a straight up hostage right now. It's going to have to be. I was, I'm more, I'm a lot more concerned for her. The more politicians get involved, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the situation is going to end well. Personally, I don't know. Uh, I, t- uh, I tend to agree with you on that one. Uh, unfortunately, I tend to agree with you on that one. Especially with everything that's going on elsewhere. Like if things escalate, she's going to be made an example of is what my my feeling is yeah which... i yep i i agree i agree with you i've had that gut feeling every time i get a news alert i'm like mm, mm, okay yeah well all righty this was this is we gotta keep it like this buddy we gotta keep it yeah. a, a solid under 40 few topics Alrighty. We got to have a couple three-hour podcasts in there at some point. Oh, my God. Some of us <laughs> just got, like, five new cases at work that are all going to trial in May. So... What are you, an important person in society or something? Get out of <laughs> something here. Something like that. Something like that. Alrighty. I'll talk to you later, buddy. See ya. Bye.